What's up, everybody? Happy Thursday as we record this episode. We've got a fun, fun weekend of really good football. I know, you know, we've had a lot of weekends where we come in, we're kind of like, eh, this is a shitty college week, or this is a really bad NFL week in terms of games that we have on the docket. But we can't say that this weekend. This weekend is a fun weekend. We got conference championship Saturday and Friday night for your Pac-12. And then we have a really good bunch of games on Sunday with the NFL. So we're going to get into all that. Plus a previous superstar is now coming back. And that's going to be what I wanted to ask you first. But as always, we're brought to you by Bet Online. Yeah, and basketball is back. It's hoop season. Not only the NBA, but college hoops. Seg's a nice favorite. Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup information, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. And as uh, your continued source for all sports wagering information, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet your favorite sports and events whether it's the NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, or even golf. And we know World Cup's going on and obviously hoops in college as well. Head to Bet Online AG to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code BELIEVE. That's B L E A V. Believe, B L E A V, to receive your rewards. Bet Online, where the game starts. As always, thank you to Bet Online. All right, Sean, let's start with the big story. Got to be the big story for you guys down there in Houston on your morning show. Uh, it's one of the biggest stories in the NFL this week. We knew it's been coming. We talked about the suspension when it happened, the multiple suspensions that got changed and everything. Well, now he's back. Deshaun Watson will make his Cleveland Browns debut as their quarterback against his former team, the Houston Texans, this week in Houston. And reports are that uh, the lawyer that's been going after him is bringing Tony a Busby. bunch of the women yep. uh, to the game. They've got a uh, a a box that they're going to sit in, a suite. And I, I don't know how I feel about that. But um, anyways, Deshaun Watson's back on the field. Let's just start here. What do you expect to see from him after not playing all of 2021 and these first 11 games of 2022. What do you expect from Deshaun Watson, the quarterback? 700 days around there that he hasn't okay. played football. Yep. But <laughs> with that's a long time. But Sags, he's also in the prime of his career. It's not like a guy who's 35 or 36, yeah. been out two years and comes back, right? Uh, here's what I expect from him. People are going to gather. This isn't, I don't what you hate him. You like him. You can't stand what he did. He wanted out of Houston. Then he got in trouble off the field. All the things. That's for everybody you guys to decide on your own. We've been through that ad nauseum for a matter of fact, I'm yes. tired of it, to be honest with you. Um, but Segs, I fully expect there may be a little rust, you know, like the timing of a bang post and the rest of it. But if he walks out of that locker room and goes like six out of seven, fresh legs, you know, he's got some incentive because he wanted out of here before all this stuff went down. Anyway, he's got this new contract. Uh, the Browns still think they got an outside shot at the playoffs. Mm -hmm. He's there like he's there like been the mo oh my gosh we got our our superstar back, and now you can expand some offensive stuff. I love Jacoby Brissett, but Watson gives you a different look, right? And he's playing against a team that that he didn't trust, and obviously at the end didn't trust him either. And I think the fan base and we'll get to it, Segs, but on the field, while it may not be his best game. 
I fully expect whether it's this week or two, it's not going to take a year for him to be playing great football. I'm just telling you the guy's that good talent wise. I would expect here's how his performance is going to be. It will not shock me if he plays lights out. I think by the end of the game, it would shock me more if he was nine of 27 by the end of the game. You, if you didn't watch football, you're not going to know he missed 700 days of football. That's how I feel. Uh, that that's how I feel. And they're going to beat the Texans. And I think he'll play well enough to beat him and enough that he'll watch the tape and go over it and miss a few things, but he'll also make some plays to say, shit. Okay. Well, now that that's the quarterback we knew about when he left. Yeah. The, the NFL did him a huge favor, not only bringing him back to Houston. I know it's a sideshow and it's going to be this big thing. It was going to be no matter against who he played. He gets to come back against the team he wanted out from, so he's got all that um, behind him, all those feelings behind him that he wants to come out and show this franchise. You know, you guys screwed around way too much. Now you lost a franchise guy, and yet put the the off-the-field stuff aside. You guys screwed around for those last few years. You got me killed, you know, taking all these sacks, all this stuff, and that's why I wanted out before all the -the off-the-field stuff happened. And and then on top of that, the Houston Texans just flat out suck. Like they're barely an NFL team. They are terrible when it comes to playing on the football field. I mean, we could talk about all the off the fields, you know, the, the front office stuff, and and that's garbage as well. But just looking at the team on the field, they're by far the worst team in the NFL. It's not. It's close. not even close. Yeah, you're right, and it's everything. It's not just talent. It's preparation. It's it's buy in from players to coaches and coaches to buy in. It's innovativeness. It's the ability to think outside the box. It's all those things. And the, the, I'm going to tell you now, the main reason if that crowd's not sold out or it's not rocking is not going to be because Watson is there and they can't stand yeah. him. Right. Matter of fact, there's quite a few Texans fans. They want him to go there and kick the Texans' ass so they can keep getting the first pick and prove yeah. that the Texans' front office screwed things up. There is there is that group. There's the group that's going to hate him no matter what because of what he did off the field mm-hmm. or allegedly did off the field. And and then there's the group that is bitter at him that he wanted out before all this happened but still craves him to be the quarterback for the Texans. And then there's the group that doesn't really give a shit about anything but wondering if the Texans can survive this. So there's going to be five, you know, there's going to be layers everywhere and it'll be uncomfortable. I, I can't imagine the, I don't know how, he seems to be able to compartmentalize with narcissism and not worry about anything. Sags, that's why I think he's going to, I think he's has the ability to say, yeah, well, that stuff's behind me. I'm a football player now and go play. I, I do. Right. Now the mere, the, the normal human being would be like, dang, you know, the, the, the remorse and everything that goes through it'd be like, man, this is odd, right? I got to get into the flow again because right. that's light. That's real life stuff. Well, and then the, for the dozen people or so, the women that are supposed to be in Tony Busby, that's sweet. If it was a 25 person suite and 10 more people were in there, I, I, that has, that can't be a comfortable day yeah, for those I, women to see him. And then the conversation that goes on now, if they need it, if it's cathartic or if it's to make Deshaun feel uncomfortable, like we're still here, or if it's just that they want to go, the guy's back doing his job, whatever. It's just a, it, it, it feels like a, a very uncomfortable situation for everybody. Yeah. But you know who will be the least uncomfortable in my mind when he plans? Segs, him. I, I, I honestly, whether he should or shouldn't, I just think he's like one of those, oh, it's football time. Uh, now, it seems a little odd, right, Segs? But as far as football goes, 
the reason fans won't show up is not because of him. It's because the Texans. The main suck. reason. You know, that's exact. If the Texans were five and six, or six and five, or hovering there, that place would be filled to the rim. In this, I can't wait to see him get after Deshaun. Let's mm-hmm. see how he plays after the booze would be All raining down. Be that that's exactly right. The reason it will not be rocking or sold out or that loud, which you'd normally see for a situation like this, is because they're so bad. The product they're putting preparation-wise on the field, finished talent-wise, is nothing short of as amateur hours it gets. It's one of the worst I've seen in a long time. They're they're pathetic on the field. Yeah, and and you know who this helps the most is Nick Chubb, is Amari Cooper, is Donovan Peoples-Jones, is David Njoku. It helps the offensive weapons because, yes, Jacoby Brissett's done a solid job there. They're 4-7. and seven. They really should be a little bit better of a record um, with him coming back, but they are 4-7. and seven. They have that very, very outside shot of uh, getting in the playoffs, but when you have a guy that is good as Deshaun Watson is on the field, I wouldn't put anything past this offense from being one of the best offenses in football these last seven, eight weeks, whatever we got. Left. Agreed. Segs, you can't. First of all, they haven't stopped a good runner all year, and Nick Chubb's one of the best we have. Right. And then all of a sudden last week, Miami, like, well, we don't have to run it. They threw 30-plus times in the first half, and just in a, there were windows the size of a, an 18-wheel <laughs> truck to throw to. And now you got Watson who can run, who can throw, and who's got a run game, and you've got Cooper and Njoku, like you said, you named all the names Nick Chubb. Come on now. If they play like Watson, 80% of Watson's ability, it'll be a curb stomp again for another week. Right, for sure. Uh, Let's look to, in my opinion, the best game of the weekend. We kind of hit on it on Tuesday. That's the Miami Dolphins traveling out to San Francisco to take on the San Francisco 49ers. Dolphins 8-3, and Niners 7-4. and but I feel like they're even better than their records suggest because no question the Dolphins have not lost when Tua has finished the game and played a majority of the game. They're eight and no. They were zero and three when uh, Bridgewater and Skylar Thompson played majority of How's the game. How's his war? How's his baseball war? Say, <laughs> yeah. How would that war about, be in baseball? <laughs> about a nine point eight with still over a quarter of the season to go. And exactly. then you got the San Francisco 49ers. They make the big trade for McCaffrey. Uh, we know Trey Lance got hurt in Week One. Jimmy G stepped in and played really, really well in the system he's familiar with. And this is exactly why they redid that contract and kept him for this season because they knew that this could be a possibility and it's turned out that way and it's worked perfectly. So absolutely. The one thing we got to watch. And they should be better too, Segs. They were hurt. They had like injury after injury yes. after injury. They're getting out now. They're still banged up in the backfield. And McCaffrey's been been they're not practicing him full, I guess, is what I'm yes. trying to say. So he's keep, been limited. Keep an eye on that. That's exactly right. Um, he he He's hoping he can play. And then you look at the Miami side, which is very important. Teron Armstead looks like he's going to play. He's going to avoid the surgery uh, for his injury. And he's he's telling people he's going to suit up and play. And you know how big that is with that, that front seven of the San Francisco 49ers. When you have one of the best yeah. left tackles in football, he needs to play for Tua. But you kind of talked about it with the Houston game and just what we've seen from this Dolphins offense so much this season is how quick Tua gets that ball out to Tyreek Hill, to, to whoever it is, Jalen Waddle, Gasicki, uh, Sherfield. They've all played really well in this offense. And now you got 
maybe the best defense in football. And it's just going to be a collision course there in San Francisco. I don't think whoever wins this game is like, oh my God, they're winning the Super Bowl. But I think this is going to be a game that it wouldn't shock me come February if we see the Niners versus the Dolphins in the Super Bowl. I think there's a legitimate chance that both can be in the final four segs playing mm-hmm. in each championship game. Now, we've sure. seen the 49ers do it two of the last three years, and I actually think they're better. They I'm not yeah. actually. I know they are when, when yeah. they're healthy and McCaffrey's on the field. Yep. And then you look at Miami, shit, they're rolling along like you can't, like they've been, like they've been doing this for five years offensively. And Mike, and, and another sidebar segs, two of them is McDaniel and, and, mm-hmm. Mike McDaniel and uh, Kyle Shanahan know each other, probably finish each other's senses, right? Yeah. I mean, separated at the hip in their NFL career. I mean, they've been they've been doing it together and think about it. I mean, they're both brilliant, you know, and you got the Yale mind that is Mike McDaniel who looks – he doesn't look like an NFL coach, but he sure as hell coaches like one, right? You figure you're going to be like – I feel like I'm in Santa Cruz going to order a, a – a, a, buy a surfboard from him and get some wax before I go out to surf in Santa Cruz, California. It's- it's one of my brilliant play caller. favorite things to see every single week is you just wait on Twitter and there's videos of Mike McDaniel either at the at the podium or on the field. Did you see the video where he's talking to Tua and he's like, man, I saw that video of you in high school. You fucking sucked. Your mechanics were terrible. Like he just tearing oh, his yeah. quarterback down and then and laughing and then about another, it all the way. Yeah. There's the no, another video pregame where he's walking down the field, uh, you know, messing with his mic to make sure everything works. Talking to Tua, who's just, you know, five, six yards away. And he's like, man, it's, it's so nice to see Georgia as the best SEC team. You know, he's just ripping on Alabama and he's just, that's the type right. of person he is. And then on top and- of it, he may be the smartest football mind in the game right now. Yeah, offensively. And he loves and he loves Tua and Tua knows it. Yes. And Tua responds to it. And all that shit that Mike talks to him is there's there there's a method to it, you know, yeah. that loosen him up Keeps and him then go in there and believe in tape. And look what he's doing. Talk about a guy who got by him. And Mike looks like the type of guy who'd do different that kind of stuff to different players for different reasons to, yeah. to know what their triggers are, right? To get them like, okay. My coach is a cool bastard, but he's still my coach, and I know I got to perform for him. And two is doing it, so says that one. How? Because I guarantee when they're on the same staff, Kyle knew what Mike wanted to do in the run game, and Mike did it, and vice versa, right? They get it. They start to think, oh, it's second five. I know what Kyle, I know what Mike right. would want to do here, and you'll get that. Sags, I want you to keep an eye on a huge key in this one. You mentioned Tua on time, and you get a D'Amico Ryan's defense. It's all, it's the best of the best, in my opinion, mm-hmm. right now. Not, notwithstanding, I know Mahomes, but overall, yeah. you're getting the best on the one side of the ball and best on the other side of the ball. Is Tua's rhythm and throwing in rhythm and getting that ball out on time is a big part of what they do, right? And that front seven of 49ers. But I'm also looking outside because you know Mike's going to try to avoid playing to the 49ers' strength. Smart coaches do that, correct? Yeah. And in in turn, not putting your team in turn, not putting your team in a bad way offensively, where you're completely right. out of what you do. Keep an eye on how these corners and slot corners take the receivers off their mark at the line of scrimmage. Now you may see a lot more movement, so they get to free release. But Segs, you know, mm-hmm. they want to run that quick bang post or the quick slant. If you can take them, Tyreek or Waddle off their mark, and make Tua take one extra hitch. 49ers may think that they can get to him, right? And in the quick game, we don't want to hit. So I'm anxious to see how perimeter people handle that speed in space 
Because, listen, once they get off free release and they're running to windows, the ball's going to be accurate mm-hmm. and it's going to be thrown on time. So the best way to deter that is you got to maul them at the line of scrimmage so they don't get there because this is a rhythm offense, right, doing the things you do. So you want to make Tua hold the ball for an extra hitch, and the best, best way to do that is because <laughs> even if you blitz him off the slot segs and you don't get there, the ball will come out on a side adjustment before you hit him. Because right. they got a great idea. They're protecting it properly, and he understands the protections, what they're trying to get accomplished. But I'm looking at the perimeter play, to specifically defensively, how those guys get to their spot, and does it take a little longer because the 49ers are physical at the line of scrimmage? Yeah, you want you just want to hear something crazy, just how good two has been. And this is from Lewis Riddick of ESPN. And this is using QBR the ESPN quarterback stat, which, you know, some people like, some people don't, whatever. It's still a stat that shows how good quarterbacks are. Tua is leading the NFL in total QBR, QBR versus man, QBR versus zone, QBR under pressure, QBR in the pocket, QBR outside of the pocket, QBR in the red zone, QBR in the fourth quarter, and QBR on third down. I mean, I I rattled off like 12 things. Those Sexy's are the on. 12 most important things when it comes to playing quarterback in the NFL. Isn't he on pace to throw for like 4,500 yards or 4,400, yeah, even like after yeah. missing a couple games, in, in yeah. the, over 4,000? <clears> and his completion percentage is going to push towards 68, 69% mm-hmm. by the time this keeps up. And you start to break it down. Segs, when you look at those numbers there and listen, and I know his, their numbers are stupid good, how is he not the MVP in the league right now? He's got to be. How's it not be. Be, I mean, no disrespect to Mahomes or Jalen Hurts, but mm-hmm. looking at that, how's this guy, if you're just looking at the the raw numbers and, and they're winning, they're in first place in the AFC East, and this is a huge game for Buffalo tonight in New yep. England. Like, how, how's he not the MVP of the league? He has to be Imagine now, now parlay this out. How many games he missed? Two or three? Three, right? Uh, well, it's, I think well, he it was missed part of two. one and then the other two. Yeah. And then, part yeah. of one when he got pulled out. I was watching that. I mean, seeing yep. it too. I want you to think about if they put his average in for those other two games and the th- and they add the second half of the third. You're looking at a guy who <laughs> numbers are the same type of numbers that you saw that, that the Mahomeses and those guys put up all the time. Mm-hmm. And remember, he was supposed to be the guy they wanted to replace, right? Before McDaniel got there. And, ah, we'd love somebody, Watson, or we want somebody else. Tua's not taking a backseat to squat this year the way they're coaching him up and the way he's responded. And, those, and, st- those stats are alarming. And the 49ers and, and, defense is like number one in like eight categories. Right. And, and Sean, the crazy thing is, this is year one with Mike McDaniels. Yes, he still hasn't even learned the entire offense. He he hasn't played a dozen games under Mike McDaniel. I mean, it, just think about that as, as, I mean, you played NFL quarterback, you played in, at USC, you played at the highest levels. Think about just getting a fresh playbook with a mind like Mike McDaniel. So it's not like you're just, you know, a, a coach normal. You, you know, he says some of the weirdest shit to you probably when you're sitting in a meeting and you're like, what the hell is this guy talking about? And then you realize 10 weeks later, like, oh, I get what are you saying I now? And, and you, know, you said it. They haven't even played 10 games together. Wait till, t- wait till Tua learns all learns to finish Mike's sentences. Right? Right, right. And understands what he's thinking in a game where it can, they can. He can just point to him and say, you know what I want on third and five, and let's go because the clock's running down. Let's go play. And an offseason, Segs, that's another thing, a full offseason of health, knowing who Mike is. And I know he was there. He got hired. But I'm talking about under you already know the playbook now 
Now you're just expanding on, okay, what crazy ass stuff can we do to create problems for defense as opposed to does Tua fit in with what I'm doing? Of course right. he fits in. Mike, uh, listen, this was one of those you couldn't have scripted a better coach for Tua yeah. and this offense considering who they got. And you would have never known because Mike's never been an off. Mike's never been a full-time just play caller. Right. You know, he's, he's, he's dabbled and he helps a run game coordinator. And now he's doing it and he's doing it in incredible fashion. And they got buy-in and that's a big part of it. And, and that's the other thing. He hasn't even gotten this run game going near what he wants. 50% of what he wants it to be. I, oh, if he could switch it. Off oh, he wants, of, he wants of, to of run it 40 times. Free agency and getting yes. some more offensive linemen that fit his scheme. And, you know, just adding backs because you know how they do it. They got Mostert and, and uh, the Jeff Wilson Jr. now from the Niners. From the Niners, but right. They know that system. But if you can keep adding better backs in. It's only going to get better, which only helps the passing game get even more or more dangerous. He wants to he wants to run it about 40, 38 to 40 yeah. times and throw it between 25 and 30 times. If you give him that distribution, he thinks he can out scheme anybody. Yeah. And now he's got a quarterback that throws accurate. And and well, you know what? It's, it feels like San Francisco ish anyway. Think about yeah. Jimmy's not overly skilled, but balls up and out. Mm-hmm. Steve Young. I know I know it's a different era, but think about the 49er. The, the length of it. Yep. Young didn't have a strong, strong arm, but he threw it on time and mastered the West Coast offense. Montana, all of them, when you talk about the physical prowess, have been like, okay, there's better. But when you talk about the result, the accuracy, and understanding concepts, there ain't been anybody better. Yep. So it's it's amazing what Mike's done, and I couldn't be happier for Tua because he just doesn't seem like – he just seems like a guy that he never once blinked during all the shit. Yep. At least he never let us see it, and here he is. So good for him. Yeah, uh, let's look tonight's game. Bills at Pats. Uh, I mean, monster game for the Bills. If you lose to the Patriots tonight, I mean, not saying you're like out of the playoffs or you're not going to the Super Bowl or anything, but after losing to the Jets and just kind of everything that's been going on there with injuries and Josh Allen being banged up with the elbow and, you know, but my thing is, if you're going to be out on the football field playing, I don't want to hear about your elbow. I don't need the announcers telling right. me every single throw that, oh, that had to hurt his elbow. You're on the field. Oh, well. You're playing quarterback. And that's how you're getting evaluated. Yeah. If you're hurt, if get you're off playing. the damn field. Right. Yeah. I'm not, I don't need to help. Well, you can, if he underthrows the ball, the first thing you always hear, and I, I, you know how I feel about Allen. Yeah. I think he's great. But yeah. the first thing they'll say is, oh, that, you could tell the elbow that that's yeah. not, no, maybe he just missed a throw. Happens, yeah, right? He, he threw so it. That elbow didn't get in the way on that damn bank post he threw mm-hmm. to come back against Detroit on Thanksgiving exactly. Day. I could sure should tell you that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you think the Bills have any problems I, with the Pats tonight? I mean, it's in I New England. I, it's yeah, Belichick, you know what saying, I, I mean, yes, that's why I don't think I'd take the under in the game if I was betting. Yeah, it's like forty-three right. and a half. I think it's one of those feel your way out, punt, field position, field position. I think the Bills off. They have too much offense when all is said and done, in my opinion, injury or not. And I, it's one of those things that you know Belichick schemes and they get a three and out, maybe a a hit and a fumble. And then they drive. And now Mac Jones is playing pretty solid football, right? But I just think weapons wise, when all said, this feels to me like a twenty-three to sixteen type game. Okay. Yeah. And my, I bet it. I'm, I'm taking Buffalo. It's three and a half points. I would, I would take Buffalo to win. I just think a little too much offense. But I don't think Buffalo is going to roll into Foxborough and throw forty on them. I, I don't. Now maybe they're primed for it since they've had some struggles. Maybe, and you can move the ball on Buffalo's defense a little bit on the back end if you can get protection to throw it. I would expect this to be uh, not within the three and a half points, but 
not a not a thirty-one to ten game at halftime. I don't. Yeah. I don't think I see that. Let's move on to another. We we have five total games this week where we have two winning teams, two teams above five hundred playing against each other, which is well, we haven't seen this in the NFL. It's got to be for a, at least most of the season. Uh, we got Jets at Vikings. I know this game probably means more to the Jets in terms of making the playoffs and doing all that, but. Also, the Vikings, they've played a lot of close games recently, and then they got drubbed by the um, Dallas Cowboys there Cowboys. A, a couple weeks back. I mean, if you're the Vikings, you need to go in, especially with what's going on at quarterback at the Jets, you need to go in and win this game kind of convincingly to show people like, yeah, we're 9-2, and two, but our 9-2 and two could easily be 4-5 and five or whatever, the 4-6. and six. And history for the Vikings is why people got them like power rankings at nine and two, like the eighth or ninth team. Yeah, they do. That's where they're at. Normally nine and two, you're saying that's top five all the way. They don't trust the quarterback, even though Cousins is having a hell of a year. They think somewhere, somehow, some way late against a really good team Mm -hmm. in prime time, he's going to throw it to somebody else. That's how they feel, whether he does or not. But the history of that is that's what they're going on, right? That's, That's the old analytics. Well, here's what it's told me in the past. Now, Segs, with this, Minnesota's a talented team, and they should win this game. And I think emphatic's a good point, but here's the next excuse. Go back and look at their schedule. They've played like four or five backup quarterbacks or somebody got Mm -hmm. hurt throughout. Even though they're winning, people are going to refer to, oh, Mike White. Mm -hmm. Even though White, quite frankly, is playing better than Zach. You would rather play Zach Wilson if you're the Vikings right now. 100%. Because Mike White's far more efficient. So, they can go in there and win, but this can't be a game where the Vikings, you know, kick it around. Now, if you win, you win, you pull it out, but you're not going to gain faith from others. Not that that matters outside your building, but I'm going to tell you now, if you if you turn it over a couple times, the Jets are going to beat you. They, they're they going to hang in this game. I don't see it being a blowout. I think Salah's team will hang around. It'll come down to true that can who can run the football, maybe flip the field, and if Mike White's standing upright and he can deliver the football – the, the Jets aren't going to go away in this. This is no stone cold lock for me. Yeah, it, the best matchup of the game is probably Sauce Gardner versus Justin Jefferson. I mean, going to be a friggin' monster. Yes, sir. Jefferson is the best wide receiver in football, and Sauce Gardner is a very, very good rookie. But he's already still a already looks like a already looks like <laughs> yeah. a Pro Bowl player. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, just his. But you, you got to challenge him, don't and, you? Oh yeah, yeah. If you're Jefferson and you're the Vikings, you got to say. All right, let's go see what Sauce is all about. You have to. Right. And he's a rookie, so you expect an advantage there. But you know what? I can't wait to see the swagger and what goes on. That's a hell of a matchup. One of the matter of fact, maybe as good an individual matchup as there is this weekend in that Definitely. game. It's often one player because uh, they're both really good, and they'll talk it, and they'll let you know, which will be a fun watch. But the Vikings are more talented, Segs, but there's some grit about the Jets, and I think the Jets actually think they're a good team now, so this should be a fun game. Yeah, before we jump to making our picks for the for championship weekend in college football, let's real quick, Chiefs at Bengals. Uh, that's going to be a fun one. I mean, it looks like Jamar Chase may play. He almost played last week, um, may play this week. I have not seen anything if it has come out yet today saying he will or won't play, but uh, this is a big game for the Bengals if they want to really stay in that playoff hunt and, and show that they're still a team to be messed with in the AFC. Yeah, and I they know how to play the Chiefs pretty damn well too, Sags. Yeah. And the one quarter listen, I we I went through on my show about, you know, who's the team like about two weeks ago, who's the team sitting on the outside that 
you got to be careful of. And maybe you and I even talked about it earlier. It's the Bengals for me in the AFC because yeah. I love the quarterback. If they can keep him upright, they've got enough weapons and they'll score even without Jamar Chase. But we know yeah. adding that dude just makes you extremely effective because they're good. So I, I think this is a uh, this ain't the last time. Now, maybe they'll run into each other if they run it. Put it this way. They're both making the playoffs. They may see each other again after this. I love Burrow's poise, Mahomes' big playability. If you're a Kansas City fan, the, the, the Cincinnati Bengals can beat you, um, and they've proven it, but even this year, but nobody's talking about them. I think this is going to be a hell of a game, and you're going to get the best of the best from both quarterbacks. I can't wait to watch it. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's a fun week in the NFL this week, starting tonight. Who do you like in the game, Segs? as a straight-up pick. I, I probably still uh, – it's on the road, Kansas but City? I'd still take Kansas City probably just straight up. Um I'm anxious to see how Bengals come out, how they start the game. Now, Mahomes can always bring you back, but how aggressive they are from the beginning. Do you feel your way out or do you say, screw it? We're going to go for the throat early and see if we can put the, the Chiefs in a chase mode and then try to get some pressure on Mahomes. We'll see. But yeah, the Chiefs, the, well, you can Bengals... say what you want. Mahomes is the, is the, is the equalizer in anything. Dude. Oh, for sure. I, the, the Bengals had a slow start to the season. They just It didn't seem like they were just – you know, clicking on they all floundered cylinders. around Segs. They were yeah, kind of, they, kind of, they look slow. Yeah. Yeah. They screwed around. They were two and three at one point and, or yeah, two and three at one point. And it, it just felt like, okay, are the Bengals kind of backsliding after going to the Super Bowl last year, but they've been really good since even without Jamar chase, Joe Burrow's and been one of the best Mixon quarterbacks too, in the league. Trying to get Mixon yeah. back fully healthy as well. Oh, Burrow and Burrow's Segs. One thing we know about Burrow now, it's pretty obvious. Mm -hmm. He just, he, he wins. Yeah. The guy knows how to win. He knows how to lead people, and and they buy into it, and it's it's awesome. So that'll be a fun game. Yeah. All right, let's jump to college football, make our picks. Uh, let's start tomorrow night. Your Trojans, minus two and a half, take on Utah, trying to avenge their sole loss this season, which, you know, obviously they win, they're in. They're number four in the current uh, playoff rankings. They win, they're in. We'll see what happens after that, but – this is a big game because we know how Utah likes to play. Who do you got in the game? I think I know which way you're leaning, but who you got minus two and a half? Well, you know how I feel about Utah, Segs. Always have. Yep. I mean, I anytime you got Kyle Whittingham coaching your team, I know, and they've they've got a playmaker quarterback, and we saw the first game they matched them, and then they yep. went for it, and they and Whittingham has enough balls, he'll do that damn thing again if he needs to. Yeah, in this oh, game, he doesn't sure. care. He'll do it again. Um, they're going to be physical. Keep them in space and don't let Utah take over because they're more physical than we are. They, mm -hmm. they just are. So you got to take that strength away. The difference is as good as rising is Caleb Williams. If he plays 85% of what he played against Notre Dame, SC will win. Yeah. I, 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 don't, I don't think it's blowout, Sags. I think you're looking at 31-24 type game, 31-28. It's going to – I believe SC will cover, but it's, it's going to be – it's going to be – Anxiety ridden. You don't think we're looking at, at the at both in the forties again, like we saw oh, earlier I, in the I, season. You very easily could. I, I just think that the, the the odds. I mean, at some point, somebody's got to get a stop yeah. or two, right? Right, you, right? you think I'm going with the now? Listen, if you told me to bet the under, I wouldn't touch it. I'd probably bet the over, to be honest with you, because when you think of Utah in the past, it's physical. Right. This year, Run it's Utah. The they'll hang forty. Yep. They they didn't they hang sixty or fifty on Colorado yeah. last week. So they're capable too. So probably Segs, if you're if you're smart, you'll take your money and bet it on the over. I'm trying to think because I don't want it to come down to 44-41. Right. And that's how we got to <laughs> win the damn thing. I want a little cushion. 
But I, I think Caleb Williams will end up being the difference and one more signature moment to get his to get his there. The offense will be a little too much. Real quick, let me throw a scenario at you. 44-41 USC. No, let's say 43-41 USC has the lead. Cam Rising gets the football at the 25 with two minutes left. Can your defense uh, make the stop for USC? Well, I don't know because I, I'll be I'll be pacing and go shit myself. And I won't be I'll have to call you, <laughs> you and say how did you it end up. You won't be watching. You're in the back. Uh, yeah, so you're I'll just... say I don't know. Dude, my ass will be with a cigar and a, and a bottle of whiskey, not a, not a, not a glass. A bottle is he sitting out on my back patio saying, turn the TVs off. I, am, I, I I've seen this movie. And you know what, Sigs, if it comes down to that, wouldn't it be glorious for me? And you and I talking that SC got that like four down stop, right? right. I'm not even talking about it. I'm talking about a physical four down knock you in the mouth, stopped on fourth and a half yes. yard. And the game ended with kneel down with 40 seconds. Yeah. Yes. I'm OK, but I still might not see it because I'll be. Six sheet, you know, six or <laughs> right. six sheets to the wind, or two sheets to the right. wind, three sheets to the wind, and a cigar in my mouth. But hopefully, the cigar is a victory cigar this week again. Yeah, yeah, I'm going USC as well. I, I think they win. I, I'm going to go more like 42 35. Okay, That's so SC gets into the 40s. Okay, yes, fair SC enough. gets in the 40s okay. and, and just does enough to hold Utah out. Uh, let's go SEC, LSU versus Georgia, Georgia minus 17 and a half. Do they cover? Let's answer that. Um, I'm actually going to say I'm hoping LSU comes with motivation after they were humiliated last week. If they don't, but Georgia's got a lot to play for the one seed six. Mm-hmm. They get to stay at home if they want. Right. Yep. I'm going to say, yes, I'm actually going to say they do cover. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to say that. I just think they're too good. Yeah. I, I don't think LSU is that great of a football team. I think Georgia is going to come in and dominate it and, and show why the committee kept them at number one over Michigan, who could have vaulted them to that number one spot after that. impressive feels win like over 37, Ohio State. like 37, like 37, 17 type of game. Yeah. Shape, 37, those, right? 14. Yeah. yeah. Yes, right. That's, that's yeah, exactly so how too. I feel. Um, it may be close early and then LSU pulls away in the second half. Big 10 Purdue at Michigan. You Michigan. mean Georgia pulls away from LSU. Yeah. Yeah. You mean Georgia yeah. yeah. Pulls away, yes. right. Um, uh, big 10 championship. We got Purdue at Michigan, Michigan minus 16 and a half. This game, this game will look about as bad as last week's did. Yeah, Michigan's too much. I, I'd respect Purdue, but that's a that's a that's a big hill to climb playing against what I think is as complete a team in the country. The way they've played and the quarterbacks' the difference, they may they, it may look ugly early on after all the emotion mm-hmm. last week. So it may be a little ugly, but eventually they're going to pound that run hit game and then they're going to hit a play action big play. Yeah, they, they cover. I think both and- Georgia. And Michigan covering this. And game. Michigan's going to be more healthy. They're going to get Mike Morris yes. back. Hopefully, yep. it sounds yep. like they're going to get all their key pieces yep. back uh, for that. Besides, maybe I'm not Blake concerned Kong. for Georgia or Michigan in this no. in these games. I mean, at all. Um, Big yep. Twelve, Kansas State at TCU. TCU minus two and a half. Winning the game wins in the fourth quarter, but TCU wins. Kansas State's going to push them to the brink. Yes, I, I'm not I sure. I, I, I guess they'll cover because I, I always like when it's two and a half with that hook. I think somebody wins by a field goal. Yeah, maybe it's a 28, 27 game. I'm going to say TCU covers barely, but it is a late fourth quarter win to beat Kansas State. Yeah, I'll say like, you know, somewhere in the 35, 31 range. TCU Fair gets enough. the win. Yeah, that, the, oh, that they're going to score right. points in that game. I can tell you yeah. they're going to score then, yeah. the game. Nobody cares about Clemson at North Carolina. Clemson minus seven and a half. If. If Clubnick plays, I'll take Clemson. 
if they and I think DJ's probably going to play right. Sags after yeah. nine to twenty nine. I'm gonna go Drake May with the upset. Give me North Carolina out of nowhere. Let's go. Come on, Tar Heels. Let's friggin' go. That's right. Win the whole thing like I predicted in college basketball and win the ACC in football. There you go, brother. Let's Make go. some money. Get paid fast. Fast money right. makes fast friends. We got a fun weekend. Next week we'll talk. Oh. Trent Dilfer's a coach. Luke Fickle's now a head coach. Dillingham at ASU. And yep. what the hell is Deion Sanders doing? I'm about to find out. And I yep. will talk to you tomorrow about my Trojans so you give me a pregame speech. Thanks, brother. Sounds good. Yeah. We got all right. We got big game. Big game. All right. We'll talk to you guys next week. See you. Bet online. We love you. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.